0: How long have you been with your current employer? Has it been a few years? Several years? If it has, there's a good chance you're being underpaid. And if you couple that with inflation and the rising price of consumer goods and services we've all been facing, that means you're actually making less money now than you were making a year ago. That's what I'm going to talk about in today's episode. I'm Larry Cornette, and this is Invincible Career. So, if you want to read along in this uh, newsletter article online, this is Are You Underpaid, issue number 500. Wow, 500 issues. I've been doing this for a while. And the whole point of this is trying to get you ready for your next performance review cycle, why that's so important. So, I have a quote from Cameron King that says staying employed at the same company for over two years on average is going to make you earn less over your lifetime by about 50% or more. That's a little, uh, stunning. It's a little sobering. And as I mentioned, you may be underpaid if you've stayed with your current employer for longer than two years. So I want you to consider the following. There's a chart that I shared. If you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com, you can check this out. As I said, issue number 500. And it's looking at the median year over year change in annual pay by worker mobility. So it compared what they call job stayers, people who are still in the same job, with job changers. And it shows, with this data going back to October 2020, that people who change jobs are making more money. They're having a positive increase in their annual pay. There was a spike around, I think, June of. 2022, where a job changer was seen about a 16.4% increase in their uh, annual pay. And someone who stayed in their job was only seeing a 7.7 increase, 7.7%. The gap is closed recently, I think, due to the economy. Um, but there's still a gap. So it's uh, about 5.9% increase in pay. So it's went It's gone down a bit for people who stay in their jobs and then about, I think a 9% increase. So it is still larger if you change jobs. And haven't you noticed this in your own career? When you took a new job, and I'm sure you've had more than one job, most likely, you probably enjoyed a nice bump in title and compensation. I hope you negotiated. You did negotiate your offer, right? But. The longer you stayed with an employer, you noticed the annual raises weren't nearly as impressive, and they just aren't. Luckily, I experienced this pretty early in my career, and it influenced how I thought about changing jobs for the next uh, 15 years or so. And I still remember the moment it happened. It's It's very salient. I was working for a pretty amazing company that was unfortunately going through some hard times and that was the excuse they made and they were, it's true. So even though I was told I was performing well, I received a pretty tiny raise during the review cycle, maybe 5%. A couple of weeks later, I was approached by a startup thanks to my network and uh, I've often talked about how powerful it is to tap into your network for opportunities. And they reached out to me. And I decided, you know, it never hurts to talk. Never hurts to have a quick interview and see what they had to say. See what comes of it. They ended up giving me they ended up giving me a pretty sweet offer that was more than a 50% bump to my compensation. So like a 10X compared to what I just received. And I had no choice. I had to accept. It was a cool startup, cool people. And I accepted. And it put my lifetime earning potential on a whole new trajectory. It changed my life. And then the me- the people I met at that startup, the friends I made, also changed my life. And I've talked about that before. This was a valuable lesson I never forgot. And now I share it with all of my clients right now when I'm doing my career coaching. Your biggest bumps in level and compensation will most likely happen when you start a new job. That's the way it is. I was a manager and a leader inside some of the biggest tech companies in Silicon Valley. I've talked about that. And many of my friends became leaders as well. And we talked about this. We talked about this very issue. Once an employee is, quote, inside the machine, it's hard to compensate them more than HR policies will allow. We had a certain range of raises we could give based on performance and a certain amount of a raise we could give. We gave someone a promotion. There was a little bit of wiggle room, but not much. There's only so much you can do. And the exceptions that we tried to get occasionally are extremely hard to get approved. They don't want to set a precedent. They don't want everybody thinking they're going to get big raises, right? So we often ended up in a terrible situation where we would make an offer, a job offer to a candidate that ended up getting much better compensation than an equivalent internal employee was currently being paid. You know, so we'd hire somebody as a senior designer and they would get a Bigger base compensation being paid more than a senior designer who'd already been with a company like three or four years. That's pretty messed up. It's not uncommon. So I know that intelligent job hopping can increase your lifetime earning potential. You know, if you do it right, and the data supports this. But let me be clear about something for a moment because I think people misunderstand when I talk about this. (laughs) Uh, You should not change jobs just to change jobs by all means. If you're in a good situation, stay. If you are in a great job at a great company and things are going swimmingly, don't feel like you have to leave. You know, if you're receiving promotions every year or so, Stay. Stay and climb the ladder as long as you can. I've had that happen. I've talked about that. I was in a company that promoted me every year. Why would I leave? Things were going exceedingly well. You know, If you're receiving big raises every year or so, and it has to be way above cost of living increases, stay. If they're treating you well. You're getting big raises. Stay. Take advantage of that. If your compensation is much better than you'd receive from a prospective employer. Stay. Why would you leave for worse compensation? And you may be asking, well, how do I know? How do I find out about this? Well, as I always say, you should always be interviewing. You should always be looking at opportunities. You should be having conversations. Never hurts to get an offer. And then you know. You know your market value. And finally, if you love your job, you love your boss, you love your coworkers, and you just don't care about making a lot more money or getting promoted, you don't want to get promoted. Go ahead and stay. It's a comfort zone for you. Stay there. And I know some people prefer that. Their career isn't their everything in life, they have other things that are more important, and that's okay. However, A big problem with not making more money is inflation. And inflation is still pretty high in the US. It's not as bad as last year, but it's still pretty high. So that means you're essentially taking a pay cut if your compensation doesn't stay ahead of inflation. Your dollar is not as valuable as it was before. And the current annual rate of compensation for the past 12 months, I think that just ended in September is 3.7%. So that's lower than 2022, which was way worse. And I find that kind of surprising because I've been noticing how much the cost of goods have exploded. I mean, have you been grocery shopping lately? It's like, what? Some guy just made a video about this. He was going around Costco. And showing the price of butter and eggs and flour and all kinds of stuff. And he had photos that were from, I think a year ago, same stuff. And the prices were crazy. They've gone up, you know, sometimes it almost looks like double. So I know that the cost of consumer goods, goods and services are kind of out of control. And that probably stands to reason since there is data that also shows that corporations have had record profits over the last few years and the executives have had amazingly fantastic raises and bonuses, even though the rest of us were suffering a little bit. So yeah, things like margarine have gone up like 22.5%. Your insurance for your vehicle, 17%. Bread, 13%. A lot of huge increases in cost of living and goods. And I shared this chart and a link where you can read more about it. If you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com, there's some good data out there. You know, so basically if your income isn't increasing to stay ahead of inflation and the growing cost of living, you're falling behind. You're falling behind. That salary is not the same as it was a year ago or two years ago. Your money is worth less. And if you aren't receiving a sizable raise that exceeds inflation, you're actually making less money every year. It's as if someone had taken your annual compensation and reduced it by thousands in some cases. And it just makes it harder to make ends meet. You start to feel like, why am I struggling? Why is it hard to get ahead? Why can't I go on a vacation? You're not making enough money to stay ahead of it. That's why you really should ask for promotion if you deserve it or raise. You know, of course, you should always have a household budget. You should try to reduce your expenses. You know, I'm a huge advocate for that. I believe in living more simply, not having extravagant spending. I mean, it's one reason I moved out of the Bay Area in California and moved somewhere still in California, but a little more affordable and downsized my life. It made things possible for us to have a better life however that doesn't mean you shouldn't try to maximize your earning potential at the same time why not increase your earning potential reduce your cost of living your expenses that means it's a lot more likely you can put stuff away for retirement and have a good life so if you want to get ahead and you want to live a better life now you must ask your employer for the compensation you deserve i'm not telling you to ask for something you don't deserve my guess is you do, you do deserve a raise. Some people are comfortable requesting this every year, every year. They ask for a raise every year. They ask for a promotion. Uh, I had a few employees like that, you know, and as, and as an aside, you shouldn't expect a promotion every single year. I mean, there's no way, right? It's rare. I had it happen at one company, but it's rare, you know, it's a lot of people in the organization, a lot of people that would love to be promoted and the company can't promote every single person every single year. It just doesn't happen. But the reality is most folks don't like to push. They don't like to pitch themselves. They don't want to ask. Instead, they hope their hard work will speak for itself. They hope their manager will do the right thing. I hear that a lot. I used to believe that, but I'm here to tell you waiting and hoping that's a risky strategy. Not every employer looks out for their employees. You know that not every boss is going to fight for you and do the right thing for you. I'm sure you've experienced that too. Many employers try to keep their expenses down. And for most businesses, salaries are the most significant expense. That's why you see all these layoffs. It's a huge cost-cutting measure. And if an employer has a lot of employees, like thousands or even millions in some cases, reducing raises by a few percentage points, man, that can be like millions in savings every year. That's why they they push really hard not to increase salaries. But I want you to get comfortable with having a conversation with your manager about your performance every year. And you have to do this before the employee review process begins. If you wait, the decisions usually have already been made. It's just too late. A lot of companies are doing this right around now. They're starting to think about who are we going to promote? What's my budget? You know, how many raises can I give? What can I give on average? They're talking about it in Q4. And they're going to make decisions in Q1. Usually February, March kind of timeframe. You know, some companies are on a different cycle, but a lot of companies are on this cycle. And I also want you to feel good about asking for a promotion and the raise that should come with that. When you know you are performing at that next level, you are performing at the next level and you deserve it. You should feel confident about asking for the raise you should be receiving every year to stay ahead of inflation and cost of living increases, right? And the key is to be professional about it. You know, it's not coming in and threatening or yelling at people, right? You're just going to be professional. You got to be prepared, Got to be prepared to explain why you're ready. Don't be shy about it. Don't be nervous. And don't feel like you're being greedy. You're not being greedy to ask for this. When you are providing value to your employer, you deserve the commensurate compensation in return. And if your employer doesn't get that, it's time to find a new job. It's time to find a new employer who will pay you fairly and you will get that bump when you go to another company. I'm going to state one caveat. As of now, this is October, 2023 current job market just isn't that great. It's supposed to be coming back, but there's still layoffs happening. So you got to be really respectful about this process and you don't want to risk losing your job. I mean, you should always be looking for your next opportunity. You should be looking for that anyway. And it's a lot easier to push for a raise or promotion when you know you could easily land a job quickly. If you could pick up the phone, you could send a few messages, and you could have a job in a week or two, it's easier to be more confident about this. But if you have doubts about that, if you think it might be hard to get a job... You got to tread carefully. So I want to talk about preparing for the conversation. Your annual performance review is probably coming up in uh, the next few months. And some people do put off writing their personal performance review to the last minute. I'd say maybe most people do. No one likes to do this. And then they're scrambling, they're trying to gather information, they're trying to ask people for input, they're trying to remember everything they did during the year. And it seems like you should be able to remember it, but a year is a long time. And if it's been stressful and busy and chaotic, it's probably going to be hard to remember everything. And you don't want to be that person. So start capturing information and getting your notes together for your review now. Start now, start early. Doing this gives you plenty of time to prepare. You just need to spend a few minutes on this task every day. So instead of trying to do eight hours of writing your self-review and pulling data together, just do a little bit every day. One way to do this, go back through your calendar for the year. Review the meetings you attended. I used to do this all the time. Doing this will jog your memory for the activities and the accomplishments and the projects you worked on. Stuff you may have forgotten. You're like, oh, yeah, there was that one-week project way back seven months ago. I forgot about that. Uh, Similarly, review your email inbox, your Slack messages, your Teams messages, whatever. Just quickly kind of move through, scrolling very quickly through and looking for those key phrases. You could even search for key phrases. Most of the messages just won't be that useful. They're going to look familiar. You're like, yeah, whatever. Ignore, ignore, ignore. But there's going to be a few that jump out at you a few that remind you of projects you worked on and things that people said that were really positive achievements you had. And as you start writing your review, you're going to notice gaps. There's going to be gaps that will appear and you're going to say, what the heck did I do in April? <laughs> I don't remember anything. I couldn't find anything, but I know I must've done something. So that's going to be your to-do list to go look for more information and talk with some people, have some conversations and that's normal. But it's better to start now versus waiting to the last minute when everybody else is trying to do it, and somebody's getting hit with twenty different requests for information. They're overwhelmed, right? Do it now. So this performance review, it's your opportunity to ask for that raise or promotion you deserve. So you want to capture as much quantitative data as possible to support your case. You know, for example, some project you worked on. Increase sales by 23%. Maybe conversion went up 15%. Maybe something you worked on generated another 57 million for the company. Good to have. So you want to know your internal value. So several quantitative examples of how you have helped the company, how you've helped the company make more money, be more successful, help the customers, all that stuff. Good stuff. It's good data. And you want to know your market value. And I just talked about that. Like, what would your compensation be if you took a job with a new employer? What are you worth in the open market? You also need to understand what the expectations are for the level above you. You know, if you're trying to get from, you know, senior designer to lead designer or principal designer, whatever it is you're trying to do, you're trying to get to a level of architect or a group product manager, What are those expectations? What do you have to be doing to be considered ready for that? So hopefully, your department has a levels and expectations document. You know, it's that thing that lists all the stuff that's expected for the different levels of contributors and across different competencies, right? And hopefully, you've been focused on Clearly performing at that level this year. You've looked for opportunities to show more initiative. You looked for opportunities to speak up in meetings more. You've looked for ways to work on more impactful projects because it's essential that you demonstrate proof that you are already operating at that level. It's hard to justify a significant raise if no one is aware of what you're doing, if you don't have that proof your manager's not going to just take your word for it. Oh yeah, I promise you I am working at that level. I'm really good. And I've done all these amazing things. I just don't have any evidence. That's not going to work very well. Um, regardless, I still stand by my, my point of view that you do deserve a raise that keeps pace with inflation. If your performance is meeting expectations, you know, if you're doing your job, maybe you're not ready for a promotion. Maybe you're not exceeding expectations. But if you're doing your job, you should at least be getting a raise that keeps you ahead of inflation. You really should never settle for less than that. And of course, you're going to have some accomplishments that are more qualitative. You may not have hard numbers for everything, and that's okay too. It really does help to gather feedback from your coworkers. You know, get some of those positive quotes that were in messages or emails that show. Some of the great things you've done, how you've saved the day. You know, I've, I had some of those. I always made a note of that when I was an employee. Anytime, and it's a good habit, you get a positive message that comes through in your email or Slack or whatever. They're like, hey, wow, thanks for stepping in and taking on that project. You really saved us. We couldn't have done it without you. Copy, paste, copy, paste. I had, you know, back in the day, a Word document that was just this giant document I kept adding to time stamped. So at the end of the year, I had this huge document that had all my accomplishments and all the stuff I'd done and quotes from people that were positive reviews. Essentially, it's kind of like testimonials, super helpful. And as I've mentioned, if you've been following me for a while, you've read some of my newsletters or listened to my podcast, you know, bosses forget all the details of what you've accomplished. I had a boss who completely underestimated how much I was doing. I had to remind them. It's like, come on, they just don't remember. They got other people to think about. Maybe they're not a great boss in writing your own detailed review. It might make all the difference between what would have been a small raise and a much more significant raise, or maybe they're going to say, wow, I had no idea. You really should be probably thinking about promoting you. So I often talk with my clients my Invincible Career clients, about maximizing their earning potential during their long-term careers. I mean, to successfully negotiate raises and promotions, and you should be prepared to negotiate, you have to demonstrate that your value to the organization is continuously increasing. You know, in other words, if you continue to do the work you've always done at the level of contribution that's just expected, you know, that's meeting expectations. So you're probably just going to get a minimal raise. Um, In some cases, when that happens, you may not get anything. I remember some cases of that where they stack ranked people. It wasn't even like someone was a low performer. But we had people who were greatly exceeding that were going to get promoted. We had people who were really doing fantastic work and they got big raises. And then we had people kind of meeting expectations or maybe a little bit above and they got an okay raise. And then there were people that sometimes didn't get anything. And sometimes they use that to encourage people to leave the company. It's sad, but true. You know, I wish I had known earlier in my career, how important it is to treat your career, your career like a business. And it really is. It's like a business. You got to sell yourself. You got to market yourself. You have to have value. And that's what I recommend to all my clients. That's what I recommend to everybody who reads my work. You can't just put your head down and work hard within the walls of the company and hoping you have a good boss and hoping your boss recognizes your contribution and value and they reward you. That's going to rarely, rarely, rarely happen. You have to market yourself just as a business markets it products, Right. There are a lot of businesses that if they didn't market and advertise their products, no one would know of them, no one would buy them and they'd be out of business. So the world needs to know that you exist. And I work with so many talented people who have virtually no presence online. I can't find anything they've written, I can't find any videos they've shared, they're never on podcast, they don't speak at events. They're just busy. They're busy working. They're working hard. They're living their lives and they haven't bothered to put themselves out there. You know, they're not really doing any speaking, writing or networking. And that's why I end up working with people like that. They're very good at what they do, but they feel like no one recognizes that and no one is taking care of them and promoting them and paying them what they should be. And that's because no one knows they exist. Like any business that wants to succeed, you need to market the business of you. You need to find ways to demonstrate your expertise and your talent outside of the office. Show the world who you are. What you know. How you think. This will boost your perceived value. It's going to generate inbound interest from potential employers or clients if you're trying to consult or run a business. And it's going to show your current employer that they have competition for your talent. You're going to get a lot of inbound interest. That's how you find out your market value. So you want to be visible. You want to write. You want to get on podcast. You know, every time I'm on, every time I'm on a podcast, I get inbound interest, and I have a lot of clients who get on podcast and people follow them and they start to have recruiters reaching out to them. It's pretty amazing. And the people who do this well, never have to search and hunt for work. They get offers all the time. They have hiring managers and recruiters coming to them all the time. So you want to be known, you want to be visible, you want to be in demand. You want to be in demand. Um, the last thing I want to talk about, I know we're kind of out of time. This article was a little bit longer. If you want to go read it at newsletter.invinciblecareer.com. This is issue number 500. Are you underpaid? Um, so I just want to talk a little bit about my Invincible Career community. So I have a link to check it out, learn more about it. Um, we support each other. So I have so many members in my community who have used my advice and the advice from the rest of the community and their support to find jobs, to get better jobs, to get promoted. Um, I've talked about one individual that got like a 10 X return on his investment in joining the community. And it's not crazy. It's not crazy. It's like $15 a month. Um, But he landed a new job with a w- much higher salary. He got like a $10,000 bump in his salary because we encouraged him to do that. We told him he should negotiate and we all want to get ahead like that, but sometimes we get stuck. It's hard. You get a little bit of tunnel vision. You know, sometimes you can't see your way forward. It's hard to coach yourself. It's almost impossible. (laughs) And that's why it is helpful to join a community of people who are supportive and who've been there and done that. We help people, we help them, we look at their LinkedIn, we help people practice job interviews, make you accountable. It's useful. And there are weekly check-ins, I have office hours, I have a live monthly office hour via Zoom. A lot of cool stuff, and we're always here to help you and, and help you get ahead in your career. So if you're interested, go find the link, newsletter.invinciblecareer.com and check it out. It would be great to, to see you in the community. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck in becoming an opportunity magnet for the best things in life.